Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Josh Peterson, Jimmy Allen, Nick Grimm. All right, we were going to get to some other stuff, but we continue to investigate. The important things. Yes, we have to get back to it. So Aaron, if you missed it, Aaron tweeted in. 50 minutes ago. So let me ask, do I owe Aaron lunch if I was wrong? No, because okay. you never agreed to anything, but Aaron, Aaron said... I'll buy you lunch. If oh, it, okay. okay. All right, well, because Aaron said, if I'm wrong, I'll buy you guys lunch. I don't remember exactly what take... It, oh, this was when you were talking about Fred Hoiberg being on the hot seat. Yes. Uh, and Aaron Warm tweeted seat. in, and I look at you backpedaling, it was like Deion Sanders out there. He said, I'm Jimmy coming. is crazy. He also said Creighton would put 60% of fans in PBA. Weird saying stuff just to say it. So I got my antennas up. What what was this on? It was on Blue Jay Shoot Around. Jimmy was like, "Oh, convenient. That's not recorded. It is recorded, so we do have sure access." Is. So Thanks, now Nick, Nick doing boots on the ground scrubbing of a podcast. What a guy. He is incredible. First, First of, all, of all, this is not a podcast. This is on the radio. This was a radio. That's no, I'm saying it's a podcast in that it was saved. Ah, uh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So he found a, first of all, what was the caller's name that you heard earlier? Uh, the, one that, the caller earlier, Lauren. Lauren. He confirmed that Jimmy said it. Oh, okay. So that's what it was. It wasn't yeah. a caller on that. Okay. So Nick might have found the piece of audio. In question. Yeah. And, and do we need to apologize to our YouTube watchers? They're probably not going to hear this given the computer it's coming from. I don't. I never know how this that's works. That's okay. Anymore. I don't think that they will. So we <laughs> It'll apologize. be on the radio replay. All right. So here we go. 621thezone.com. This is Jimmy Allen on December the 3rd. Yes. All right. Let's do it. Having to communicate when it's loud and you're the bad guy, it, I mean, it's stuff that you need to learn, and not that this team hasn't done this before, but it's good. It's Again, a teaching opportunity. Again, though, I will be surprised if it is more than a 60% partisan crowd for Nebraska. Yeah, that's loud, not though. the same I, yeah, thing. It, will. it matters will. when it's loud, though. Yeah. So if, if you've got a pretty close to a 50-50 spot, I like Creighton's chances to be okay communicating. That is that okay. All that right. isn't even close. So you did say <laughs> the crowd would be close to 50-50. You said you'd be surprised if it was more than 60-40. So Aaron was wrong. You were also way wrong because there was not 40% of blue both, in there. Both people were wrong. Both sides were wrong. Oh, no, this wow. is like Aaron politics. Said, Aaron said I said that, and I didn't say That's that. true. I believe we're owed lunch. Wow. Oh, hell yeah. I want lunch. All right. I guess Aaron's buying us lunch. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, because he, yeah, he said that you said Creighton would put 60% of fans in PVA. You definitely did not definitely say Definitely did it. not say You it. said I would be surprised if it was more than a 60-40 to 40 split. You so basically you were saying yeah, if I was saying that Nebraska was going to have more than sixty percent of their fans. You would have been surprised. Now again, you were which, still wrong. Which and I I even almost said that exactly earlier. I said seventy thirty. So mm. it's fine. Interesting. All right. So there you go. Good job, Nick. Also, the YouTube. Good job, Jimmy. The being correct too. The YouTube yeah. people could hear it. Yeah. And good job, Aaron, for giving us lunch. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. And, and good job, Aaron, for the content. I, you you still haven't had Dave's famous ch- uh, hot famous chicken. No, right? I did. Remember, you, you oh, got yeah. it. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. want to do it again? We should do that again. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, we'll we take Dave's chicken. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Thank you, Aaron, uh, <laughs> and thank you for giving us uh, some content. So yeah, there you go. Uh, do you want to do the? Do you want to hear about Scott yeah. Shanley? Also, Lauren, take that. Sorry. Wow! Wow, Lauren, out on Lauren. All right. So you don't know what happened with Scott. 
Australia. Yeah, this is great because you rock are, have I been living? In? I don't know. You apparently are, I've been in Jay's land. That's you were you were in the well, yeah. My there was, 60-40 split. There, over here. there was a comment from a moment ago from other. There's so many Jimmy. That, that was related to somebody else. Yeah, Jimmy writes Jay's fans take on Nebraska sports is cool. Jimmy Nick that was, is all, or, uh, that was from some. He was talking about somebody else in the chat. That wasn't. Oh, right okay. He's not yeah. talking about you. I don't all think right. so. Anyway, all right. I thought he was talking about you. Uh, Jimmy's oh, wow. unite. Amazing, Daniel. Nick is the best producer this station has seen since 150. Nice. Yeah, good job, Nick. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, all I the do what I can. All the producers the station has had over the last two and a half hours, you are number one. Thank you. Easily. Thank you. But you're also last. I'm one of the producers <laughs> of all time. Yep, you certainly are. All right, so yeah, normally uh, the parts of the internet that Jimmy is in on, he is, I mean, like, you're way out ahead me. of, of me. me. Yeah. yeah, you, Jimmy. Jimmy, I.E. Uh, so I'm stunned that you haven't seen this or heard about this. Okay, so... I've been listening to the radio all day today, too. I know. Uh, so yesterday, Matt Rule... I have. Matt, it's funny. Matt Rule. Matt, Matt Rule. I still haven't actually uh, watched the clip, and I maybe should have done that earlier, but oh well. Um, he was talking at the end of the press conference I about... I didn't know what happened. So okay, <laughs> so at the end of the press... I think it was at the end of the press conference, Sam McEwen is asking him questions about the Super Bowl. Yeah. So they're talking about the Super Bowl. And Brock Purdy comes up. Well, oh, when he says that he would he wanted to draft and nobody in Carolina listened to him. Yeah, yeah, okay. Bingo. So that happened, and Scott uh, Shanley obviously had a take. He did, and so the funny part is a, f- a few things. First of all, the the Carolina people are like having a field day with this, which is lovely. Uh, they hate Matt. Weird. Rule. They, weird. They despise him. It's so weird. Carolina fans. Again, you are on your fourth head coach since Matt Rule, and he got fired season and a half ago. Yeah, it's, it's wild. So they're all mad about your, it. Your owner's throwing drinks in your fans' faces. Yeah. So try to redirect the hate. So Scott Shanley, the quote made its way to his Twitter feed. And Scott <laughs> decided to quote tweet uh this uh this quote, and he wrote, and I'm gonna read the whole thing verbatim okay. with emojis. I will sit here and listen. Laughing while crying emoji. MR excuse maker. Who made him sign Bridgewater? Trade for Darnold, trade for Mayfield, draft Matt Corral, and use every pick on defense. Question mark, question mark. This guy is something else. Never his fault. I don't know what emoji this is. It's like a mm, kind of sad emoji. Mm. Oh, yeah. And fired Joe Brady on a bye week. Same coach saved the Bills offense season as OC. So that was Scott Shanley. First of all, wasn't numerically, the, the Bills offense actually got worse under Joe Brady. But Wasn't the discussion that, that that came up from the Brad? I could be remembering that wrong, but wasn't that like Matt Rule? And again, this is from Matt Rule. But didn't he say that that was like when he was in Carolina that – there was discussions had above him about that position about Brady, about Joe Brady. I have no idea. Okay. The the point of I the, could be wrong in that. But the I point thought. of the tweet was, and and somebody asked like, what is what is your deal, man? Why why are you so upset? Yeah. And Shanley responded, oh. actually to to uh, Jim and O'Neill, good friend of the Grum. He said, I hate frauds who blame everyone else. He's gonna say frauds. So he <laughs> no see, but and that's the thing because yeah. he never did this with Scott Frost. It was funny. We got a tweet from one of our friends at the Grum earlier today. KD he writes, I found out today I'm blocked by Scott Shanley, and this is hilarious. Please cover his latest drama with Rule. Dude is the worst. I so I'll be honest. I don't follow Shanley. Uh, we had him on last year when he was first kind of poking the bear with this because it was just more perplexing oh, than anything. This. Yeah, yeah okay. it's just like. What's going on? And it's very obvious. People will ask that question. What What is it about Rule that Scott Shanley does not like? Did he give an answer? I mean, he says he's a fraud. The answer oh, is that's that all he, he said. I thought he, there was more. I'm sorry. He knows players who played for him in the NFL um, or coached against him or played against him in the NFL. And so his his viewpoint is coming through the lens of the NFL. This feels so incredibly personal. Though. It does. That's the thing. Yeah. Because like I, I, can't, I said this to somebody last night, and, and this is the part that I guess I'm always surprised by. You as an NFL coach is entirely different as you as a college coach. How he operates in the NFL 
Is that going to work? It obviously didn't. It worked it terribly. The first time he did it. And it was the NFL. Like, Nick Saban wasn't very good in the pros. We see a lot of coaches that go up to that level, and they suck because mm. their way of operating. Matt Rule, one of the things that he does at Nebraska and that he did at Baylor and he did at Temple, and it's very obvious, you can see it all over the place, is he cares about all of the little things and the voices and how the program comes across, whether it's in video form, whether it's in press conference form. He controls all of that. It's very refreshing. He tried to do that at Carolina, and it didn't work. Why? Because it's the NFL. You shouldn't care about all that stuff. And it's very important to remember that he had the worst owner in the NFL currently as his owner. Not even close. And yeah, yeah, at the time, we didn't really know that. And and of course, now we do. And so I, I... like, I get it. You you know, Scott Shanley, you heard that he was a bad coach in the NFL. That's fine, but this, he is this, not that in it, college. It feels like, and I don't want to put words in Scott's mouth, but it feels like Matt Rule may have scorned somebody that Scott is close with, and it's just personal. Like, it just, it, so? it feels that way. It's how it comes off. Like, they've never, like, had run-ins with each other that we're aware of. So, like, it just kind of feels like this is personal. Like, it, it, it kind of feels like the Scott Frost McCaffrey family type thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels that personal. Interesting. Yeah. So that's what's going on. Do you on. disagree? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I just think that Shanley heard some stuff that he was a bad coach and it just continues to, to echo that. I, I don't, I mean, maybe somebody got cut that he likes. I just think that he is viewing this entirely through the wrong lens and the entire wrong lens is he's viewing this through the NFL lens, which he should not be. Yeah. Cause I, I, I don't care. I, you know, when last when time it, I checked, Nebraska is not in the NFL. Yeah. When his name first came up on, you know, any of the hot boards or any of the lists and it seemed like this might be a real thing. I did. I couldn't care less that he sucked in the NFL. That does yeah. not bother me. And you, him being like, Oh, he's a salesman. That's his job as a college coach. So which, like, which is what you need in college yeah, athletics right now, by you're the way, using all these arguments against him. And it's like, but, but, but that's a good thing in college. It's a good thing in college. So, because I remember you and I were in in zone two doing something. I don't remember what we were doing over there when it came out that Matt Rule was the guy that was being discussed. This was like when it when the regions met before it was officially, and we were bo- we, we were both like, yeah, but he just got fired. And then I remember you said, does that matter though? Because he was in the NFL, and I was like, that's a good point. Yeah, and and certainly, you know, I don't think it does. Now, if Matt Rule continues to struggle, all right, we'll have a certain conversation. I, I think the big thing that you could use against Matt Rule right now, and I mean reading off a, a lot of the names in that uh, Scott Shanley tweet, a lot of the names were quarterbacks. Bridgewater, Corral, uh, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. Like, those were quarterbacks. And the one big move that we have seen Matt Rule swing at and miss, I would say so far, is Jeff Sims. Like, that was their the guy. The biggest miss. And, and, yeah. yeah. So not only was it a huge miss, but it also was, like, the biggest swing they took. And so, you know, you're aiming for the home run. You're trying to hit it out of the park. And, I mean, it's not even a pop-up. You just well, completely listen, miss. Evaluating talent is hard. How many guys have we seen have four or five stars next to their name that don't pan out to be anything? What did Matt Rule do? And I think this is self-reflection. What did Matt Rule do in this offseason? He went out and got a guy that understands quarterbacks, that he's seen develop quarterbacks at this level Glenn before Thomas. in Glenn Thomas. And, has had, and by the way, all he's done since then is go get NFL experience and be around other people that understand quarterbacks. Now, and obviously... Pittsburgh hasn't necessarily been a quarterback factory the last couple of years, uh, being the Steelers. But I, th- I, th- I think it's a lot that says a lot about a coach when they do have shortcomings and they can look in the mirror and say, "Okay, this one's probably on me," and actually mean it. It's one thing to come out and say it to the media, but it, it, see the inner workings going out and, and doing something to correct that mistake and hiring somebody that can make that position better. And obviously he went out and got a pretty good one through the recruiting cycle as well. Uh, by the way, Glenn Thomas will be speaking to the media on Monday at one o'clock. So, uh, when we're not talking about the Super Bowl and recapping that game on Monday, we'll probably have a little bit of Glenn Thomas audio for you. So, yeah, I I, I kind of thought this Shanley stuff was done, and so this is making me wonder, like, oh, are we about to go through all of this Yeah, because he was again? really quiet during the season, too. Yeah, for like, sure. He didn't say much, and there was a couple opportunities you could have had. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Like, the way that they played in November, 
I feel like if you want to poke holes in something, that would be or the time to do it. Just any time Jeff Sims was any, on the uh, field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the beginning of the season and yeah. the end of the season with some of those uh, moments. So, yeah, that was uh, what Scott Shanley had to say last night. And I mean, maybe you're right, man. Maybe there's just something very personal about all of this that, you know, we're never really going to know because it, you know, it. I feel like it's very obvious that there is something going on with some NFC South brotherhood here, mm-hmm. given the rule coach in the NFC Good South. Point. And Shanley Where's played a lot, beef? a lot of his yeah, That's just it. He just played for the Saints and he just hates yeah. all former Panthers coaches. I don't like the Panthers. So, yeah, uh, yeah there you go on that. <laughs> I one. hope that's it, actually. <laughs> that would just be the funniest thing if that's the actual reason why. Zach writes, uh, rule missed on Sims in the 23 class. Then he went out and landed two Elite 11 quarterbacks in the 24 class when he had more than one month to recruit them. Yeah, like, you know, it seems like he looked at that and he made a mistake. I... You know, it's so funny. We have so many months. We still have, what, seven months to go until the start of the season. But I, I'm very curious to see... This is going to be nice out. The, the, lessons, <laughs> the lessons learned um, from last year to 2024 mm-hmm. and how those lessons show themselves on the field. I mean, the first one would be, yeah, he knew that he needed to go out and get a quarterback. Uh, I would imagine that he is going to shore up the quarterback depth at some point in time over the next you know few months as well. And after that, it's like, okay, what other lessons did he learn? Whether it's about end of game situations, because, you know, you had two wildly different moments uh, from one game to the other in the month of November where they fail, but they fail in entirely unique ways. And one of the ways it was almost like a response to the previous failing itself. And he mentioned it in the post game, too. Yeah. So how does all of that stuff change? But I mean, that email, I think, from Zach is spot on. Back to a couple seconds ago when we were talking about the Super Sixes and you bring up Daniel Kalin, like that, the recruiting. At the end of it, post Raiola may be the reason that I could see why you would even put him in that category just because of the job this coaching staff did in getting him to stick around. And he did perform pretty well in the Elite 11 game yeah. as well. I think one of the things that I like about Kalen is they're not going to ask him to play right away and barring some just unforeseen horrible injuries. Don't knock on wood. Where he's not going to play for a while, right? Yeah. Like, so I think that that's good so he can develop. I would also say, like, in a lot of instances, recruiting quarterbacks is kind of like a 50-50 game. And so maybe I'm just being a little too safe, too cute by half, if you will, by going with both quarterbacks and saying, hey, I'm going to roll this dice, and two times at least I'm going to hit on one of them. Sure. But I do – I I think the thing that I – is a, the biggest selling point for me is he will not have to play for a while. And I think that that can be a good thing. So as long as he sticks around and he's okay with that – um, I think that that could be a really good net positive for him. And that, that was the weirdest thing to me when all the stuff broke about Daniel Kalen – considering Michigan State. I, I was like, I didn't feel like his his projection or where he was going to be or when he was going to contribute to this team changed at all by the addition I would of Dylan agree. And, and And maybe it was a reps thing, and he felt like he may not be able to develop because there's somebody of the same age standing right there next to him. I don't know, but it was it was just very strange to me. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. All right, when we return, we'll talk some uh, Jays hoop. Hey, hoops, rather, recap a bit more. Their uh, loss again last night, two straight losses, and... As uh, Jimmy said at the beginning of the show, it really does set up now for a, a huge game on Saturday. So we'll uh, talk win. about that with uh, John Walker of the World Herald. On the other side, it is on Sportsmanlike Conduct here on 1620 The Zone. Nick Grimm for Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. With tight money line splits, games will rarely get any higher than a minus 110 split. They also don't keep as much money on large market, mar- large market bets because Circus Sports Iowa wants you to make money. They won't even limit you if you had a nice win streak going on. They want you to keep hitting it. Don't forget to also check out Circus Squares for the game in Vegas on Sunday. A $1 buy-in to pick your own squares, by the way. You're not just randomly assigned squares. You pick your own squares, $1 buy-in, and it could turn into $100,000. And of course, if you ever need any help 
Their customer service is full of real people who want to offer real help. No bots, just people. The world's largest sports book with the feel of Las Vegas right in the palm of your hand anywhere in Iowa. Download Circuit Sports Iowa today. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-238-7633. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.